The United States Senate just maxed out the country's credit card on an omnibus spending bill. We'll get into what exactly is in the bill. They did include border security. Correct. For other countries. Not ours. Not ours. That's 2.5 million people pouring. Yes. And then there is the great news that Pornhub is getting some level of shutdown on social media. Which is weird that Pornhub is even allowed on these social media sites to begin with. Also, the January 6th committee does their January 6th thing. And Stanford University is telling you that maybe, just maybe, you shouldn't use that language anymore. We'll talk about it all today on the podcast. We'll get into the January 6th committee a little bit later. We'll save them toward the end because, well, they don't really matter. Not really. But we'll start with what does matter, and that is the omnibus spending bill that was just passed in the United States Senate by a vote of 70 to 25, including in the yes votes, was South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham. So this is why you watch the, the fastest-growing conservative podcast in South Carolina so that you can actually figure out what some of our members of Congress do uh, in the midst of these, or not. or not do, in the midst of these last minutes uh, at the end of this Congress. Lame duck session, lame duck Congress, and we're spending $1.7 with a T dollars. And my thanks goes out to Representative Dan Bishop, a U.S. congressman, this is according to the Twitter page, proudly representing the 9th District of, South, of North Carolina, my apologies, North Carolina, and he joined Twitter in 2019. <laughs> So, he hasn't been there long. Uh, but Representative Dan Bishop tweeted this last night. Dave, we're going to go through the bill. We are going to go through the omnibus bill with you as quickly as we can because we have a lot to get to today. Well, just keep in mind, the, the omnibus bill itself is 4,155 pages. So, for those of you who think about it from a business standpoint, the box of paper, when you buy a box of paper... It's more than that. It's it's like, it's it's nine reams of paper. You can have that. That's enough for a box of paper would be enough for two members of Congress to get a full copy of the bill. Two. They're they're five hundred thirty five members of Congress. That's a lot of boxes of paper. So Representative Dan yes. Bishop yesterday, December twentieth. By the way, today is December twenty first in the year of our Lord two thousand and twenty two. We are recording this as of nine thirty eight a.m. The news is always breaking, so we want to make sure you know that we are timestamping this in case we don't get to something that breaks later. There you go. Uh, well, because we don't break news here. We spray it. Um, <laughs> so Representative Dan Bishop yesterday around noon tweeted, yes. My team and I are reading through the omnibus bill today. All $1.7 trillion and 4,155 pages of it. Follow along for some of the most egregious provisions in the bill. Some people call that provisions. I call it provisions for whatever reason. Um <laughs> It expressly prohibits CBP funding from being used to improve border security. But at the same time, this bill allocates $410 million. Now, the whole bill is $1.7 trillion. Okay. $410 million of that, Which is about that much. goes toward the border security for Jordan, okay. Lebanon, Egypt, Tunisia, and Oman. And of course, one point... Wait, wait. How about Arizona? No. Texas? They're not important. New Mexico? They're in America, Dave. And California? And say that. We'll get to that later. We can't say America anymore? Sure, we'll get to that later. Please. And of course... We've got a lot to cover today. $1.438 trillion 
for membership in global multilateral organizations, including the UN. The oh. word salmon, salmon or salmon, depending on how you pronounce it. This I pronounce it salmon because I pronounce it correctly. Our friend Bob McAllister calls it salmon. Appears well. Then in that case, he pronounces <laughs> it correctly. Yeah. Uh, the word salmon appears forty-eight times in the bill. Shout out to Lisa Murkowski. Why are we talking about salmon in a omnibus? Well, it is omnibus. Sixty-five million dollars to make sure that the Pacific salmon population remains above board. How about the American population along the border? Three million dollars for bee-friendly highways, B-E-E friendly highways. Does and the Babylon Bee get any portion of that? No. Please tell me that they do, because that was just that's just too ironic. And another five million dollars for the salmon. Unless the other fish feel left out of the spending spree, yes. here's $65.7 million for international fisheries commissions. Really? On a more sinister that's a note. Lot of, that's a lot of money for fish. Yep. That's like $100 million for fish. On a more sinister note, Representative Dan Bishop tweets here, and oh, here's at least $575 million for family planning in areas where population growth threatens biodiversity. Here's the language of the bill. Okay. Not less than $575 million should be made available for family planning reproductive health. I think we know what that means. Including in areas where population growth threatens biodiversity or endangered species. What is biodiversity? Malthusianism okay. is a disturbing anti-human ideology that should have zero place in any federal program. This this language, let me go ahead and parse through that for you. That language right there says, yes. we'll pay for abortions in areas where having children might hurt the environment. The federal government is incentivizing and paying for the killing of children. Period. Full stop. Five hundred and seventy-five million dollars is a lot of abortions at four to five hundred dollars a pop. Sixty-five. That's a lot. Sixty-five million dollars in two programs for Senator Leahy, and a federal building named for Nancy Pelosi. Here are just a handful. It was of the enough many- that they spent money on the portrait that they had of her. Are we putting money into a building? We're naming We're a building? We're naming a building. Please tell me it's, it's somewhere in San Francisco. Ah, uh, no, it's a federal building, so, well, it could be. It could be a federal building. It could building. be. I mean, but Maybe it's a post swamp. office. Could be. <laughs> the <name's, laughs> he'll never get mail. Um, <laughs> here are just a handful of the many earmarks in the bill, including $3.6 million for the, quote, Michelle Obama trail. That's my trail of tears. A few more earmarks. <laughs> That was pretty that good. Was, that was really, I wasn't going to, I was trying to say. Yes. $477,000 for anti-racist training from what? the Equity Institute. Wait, how much? $477,000. $477,000. That's you know like, that you is not a whole lot of money for things that they say are so important. We're oh, spending, wait, wait, wait. They're spending like a hundred times more on fish. Mm-hmm. No, a thousand times more. Because the fish are more important. God. Fish are friends, not food. Um, $3 million for the LGBTQ plus museum in New York City. What's in the museum? A nice pair of heels? Could be the drag queen point, outfit that was on Disney Plus the other night. $1.2 million in, quote, services for DACA recipients. $4.1 million in various career programs for one of the richest counties in the United States, Fairfax County. If an additional forty, he says, if an additional forty-seven billion dollars in Ukraine funding isn't enough for you, that's included in this bill. Forty-seven billion with a B. Forty-seven billion with a B dollars more going to Ukraine. Well, the president is coming to visit today. Maybe he's just taking it in a bag home, brown bagging yeah, it back to I, Ukraine. Know, I remember, I, I, you know, th- this president's pretty good at giving money to Ukraine. 
But I remember, when the former, <laughs> I remember when the former president had some issues with that. He got impeached. Oh, that's true. Um, the bill also authorizes a Ukrainian independence park in Washington, D.C. What? What are we doing? But remember, the story, you're going to love this when we get to the end, where we can't even say the word American anymore, but we're going to have a Ukrainian freedom park in Washington, in your American U.S. capital. There you go. Um, this also included monuments for journalists and service animals. The bill also renames 25 post offices in addition to the dozens they've already renamed this session. Oh, they're also starting to, I did hear this one this morning, they're going to start uh, the first time of re uh, adding new regulations for cosmetics because we haven't changed the cosmetics law since yeah, they did 1938. Wonder, did a wonderful job with the baby formula stuff. That's uh, true. Five hundred twenty-four point four million dollars. Five hundred twenty-four point four million dollars. Okay. For a diversity, equity, inclusion, and structural racism-focused NIH subdivision, the National Institute of Minority Health and Health Disparities. Five point two four, five hundred twenty-four point four million dollars. Enjoy that crack. We call uh, this Christmas crack <laughs> at the office. Big thanks to Miss Hall, Mrs. Hall, for making this for us. Getting I'm going to need this. more crack. Three hundred thousand dollars per year for the continuous plankton recorder. Plankton, like from SpongeBob. Of course, there's a section okay. for NDAA corrections. Um, gender what? gender programs in Pakistan, and a two hundred million dollars. How much? Whoa, 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 whoa! We're doing gender programs in Pakistan. Of the funds appropriated under Title Three of this Act, up to two hundred million dollars may be available for the Gender Equity and Equality Action Fund. Funds shall be made available for programs pr- to promote democracy and for gender programs in Pakistan. Why are we doing gender programs in Pakistan when... $335 million hmm. to prepare for an influenza pandemic, including the use of, and I quote from the bill, surveillance tools. What? $7.5 million to better understand the domestic radicalization phenomenon, a.k.a. conservatives, uh, plus $1 million for gun violence research. I'll give you a good bit of research. Don't release a Russian arms dealer. Um, $535 million for the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Sesame Street will remain on the air. Uh, Let's see. $11.33 billion for the FBI. They won't use that in any nefarious way. $1.75 billion for the ATF. And $2.63 billion for U.S. attorneys with an emphasis on January 6th prosecutions and domestic terrorism cases. Okay, so I'm going to pair that up with the fact that, okay, and if we transition over, Arizona is sitting there going, we've got thousands of people crossing the border every single day illegally. That's not happening, Dave. Coming across the south, the southwestern border. It's like people who say they detransition. It's Ari- not real. So Arizona decided they were going to put shipping containers. They're going to stack shipping containers up and basically build a wall. Well, instead of instead of using the shipping containers to ship people over the border, This is true. Them. They might as well, you know, take the people out of the ones that they're being trafficked in, start stacking them up so that people can't get through. Well, the Department of Justice is now suing the state of Arizona uh, of for placing are. shipping containers at the border. Because how much are we spending on border security and those $410 million on border security for countries in the Middle East? We're also giving $47 billion to a country to obviously kind of help them out in the war. 
So against Russia. That, count, that counts as border security. That's border security. And and you sit here Ish. and you wonder, yeah. So you sit here and you wonder what in the world's going on with our own border. <laughs> Here's the stats for fiscal year 2022, 2.76 million people have broke have come through the southwest border. That's breaking the previous annual record by more than a million people. So if you break the math down on this one real quick, that is one person crossing the border every 12 seconds, every single minute of every single hour of every single day for the past year. What's every 12 seconds another person coming across the border? What's the what's the reason? Why are they why are they doing that, Dave? They're escaping from Nicaragua and Cuba and Ecuador. Have we figured out the root causes yet? Uh, I don't know, but they're sending the root causes up here because the biggest concern right now that they're talking about is the fact that there's now the overflow of fentanyl that's coming into the country. The border czar said she's getting down to the, the root causes. Have we gotten uh, to the root causes yet? Has, has she been to the border yet? No, she doesn't need to go to the border. So she's she's, just, been, she's been she's she's been to the border. She's Joe hasn't even been to the border in that, yet. In, in, in that I've never been to the border. I've been right, to the border. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, a columnist Peggy Noonan wrote this. She said, in the year ending September 30th, Border Patrol has stopped 98 people on the southern border who were in the U.S. on the U.S. terrorist watch list. That doesn't seem like it matters. The question she asks is, how many were missed <laughs> if we caught 98? Yep. And it just, yep. just drives me nuts to sit here and go... We can't build a border wall to protect ourselves. We're sitting here with Title 42 in limbo. Are they going to continue it, not continue it? Which is just opening up the door even more so. It is not that I don't want people coming into America. But we need an orderly plan for getting people to come into America. Not 2.76 million people crossing the border illegally. And states being sued by the federal government for turning around and stacking up shipping containers to build their own wall to protect their own border to keep things like terrorists and drug cartels and fentanyl and sex trafficking out of America. At what point does all of this make any sense at all? And you wonder why there are some people who are a little frustrated with a 4,155-page 4, omnibus bill it doesn't address actual issues in our country. Instead, it keeps the salmon population going, which I'm fine with. I love, hey. I love good salmon. I love salmon, man. Yes. One of my favorite fish to eat. I like all fish. But salmon just has a great taste. I, I tell you what. Yes. You could pay me half of what they're using. So what's half of 65 million? You're at the... 32.5 million, million. Somewhere around there. Pay me that. I'll just I'll look, keep just pay fish. my thirty-two dollar bill for the salmon that I'm getting for lunch. Yeah, you can cover that. Okay, well, you can cover that. Yeah, your salmon costs thirty-two dollars for a two. Oh, okay. For two okay. people, for, saying, man, that for is two a, people that to salmon better be made of gold. It was really good salmon, though. So, um, I don't really know how to transition from illegal immigration to this, but I can try. Um, Maybe it's the illegality of actually putting porn, porn on uh, social media. Okay. So YouTube, I don't know if you know this, and yeah, maybe you didn't. I would hope you didn't. Pornhub had a YouTube channel. Pornhub have a which, couple of YouTube channels. Which is weird. Yes. Um, YouTube has removed the official channel of Pornhub, the sex site's promotional outlet for videos, eight years after the account launched. Prior to its removal last Friday, the official channel had amassed nearly 900,000 subscribers after being first launched in December of 2014. This according to Yahoo Finance. According to YouTube, Pornhub violated the platform's policy 
against linking to external websites that host content that isn't allowed on YouTube itself. Uh, YouTube spokesperson Jack Malone said in a statement to Variety, quote, Upon review, we, de we terminated the channel uh, following multiple violations of our community guidelines. We enforce our policies equally for everyone, and channels that repeatedly violate or are dedicated to violati violative content are terminated. A spokesperson for MindGeek, parent company of Pornhub, said the company vehemently denied that its YouTube content had linked out to porn sites. So, very simple question. Then what's the point of having the YouTube channel? Right. What's the point of you having that YouTube channel, sir? Um, because the goal, obviously, of the YouTube channel would have been, because you cannot put the content that you want on YouTube because it's against their standards, obviously. And again, I, I'm encouraging folks to try to uh, push current Twitter CEO Elon Musk to remove this kind of content from Twitter as well. Twitter's a free-for-all. Well, so back in September, Instagram actually mm -hmm. banned Pornhub. Uh, permanently banned them, citing repeated violations of the site's community guidelines, including its ban on sexual solicitation over the course of more than 10 years. A month later, Instagram disabled a second Pornhub account that they had tried to establish. So they're getting deplatformed on all of the social media outlets. This comes after Visa and MasterCard cut off payments privileges to traffic junkies. So let's break the business side of this apart real quick. Pornhub is considered to be one of the larger of the porn um, sites, I guess, most trafficked porn sites. Traffic Junkie is the advertising arm of MindGeek, which is the parent company of You think they might want to change Pornhub. their name from Traffic Junkie, huh? Just With saying. Porn? Here's MindGeek's By the Numbers. This comes off of their website. They, they tout that they have 115 million plus daily visitors spread throughout our network of web properties. I wonder what those are. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, three point, uh, sorry, three billion ad impressions. They have 15 terabytes of uploaded content. A thousand employees plus worldwide in six offices across the country. So that, that 15 terabytes worth of uploaded content may be what they were trying to promote as they were using other social media platforms like YouTube, like Instagram, to be able to then turn around and promote their pornographic products. This is a place where if they, if you go back to, to what MindGeek says, they have a, a slogan on their on their website that says, think big. It says this, interested in taking big data to the next level with over 100 million daily visitors to some of the world's largest traffic websites, we're uncovering trends and user habits overnight that takes others months to gather. <laughs> Guys, they're peddling porn. They're peddling most of the time paid for sex that is then being used to, to draw people into an addictive use of sex that is driving several of the issues that we're going to be dealing with this year. If you take a look, if you haven't gotten a copy of our Palmetto Family Matters magazine for this month, the entitled is They're Coming for Your Children. If you don't think that that's the case, Pornhub and all of these pornographic sites, they're 
finally getting some level of pushback from social media sites sure. who are saying, listen, you can't use us as a gateway sure. to your product because the reality is that is a major pushback issue that we're seeing happening across the board. If, if the federal government can turn around and ban TikTok because TikTok is actually owned by the Chinese government, mm -hmm. maybe we should start taking a look at these websites that are actually promoting pornography to our children and ruining families. I will, I will, I, I see your point and I raise you. Uh, it's not just Pornhub, Planned Parenthood on Instagram. I cannot read much of this, but I'll do what I can. Oh, do they have a... They, they posted okay. a guide to give presents that are intimate in nature. Oh, um, they actually have this is this is an Instagram post, post. An Instagram post where they go through probably eight, nine, maybe ten different um, time for more Christmas crap things that you can buy for people. Okay, for intimate moments. I'll leave it at that. So again, all of this is all over social media. So basically, they're they're promoting sex toys. Correct. Correct. Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood. Yes. Is promoting sex toys on Instagram. Also, gender-affirming gifts. I don't like even want to know. No, no, Gender-neutral bras, razors, chest binders, and menstrual underwear. Really? All of those things are... And a lot of their stuff is cartoon, which is weird. Speaking of, so... Girls just want to have equal pay. Here's the interesting thing. Men's restroom, Thomas Cooper Library. I heard they have tampons in there. What in the world is up with that? I'll tell you what, man. I'll tell you what. These state universities, two, the two main ones, man. Oh, boy. Now, wait. Just wait until the spring. Just wait. Just there wait until after Christmas. Big news, big news coming out of um, the College of the Upstate. Pickens Tech. Pickens Tech. I got to get off of that because I'm going to upset half of our audience. Yes. Speaking speaking of things that don't really matter, <clears throat> yes. like Clemson. Um... It is. Do you know how many days there are in this month? Thirty-one. How many were in last month? Thirty. Oh, that's right. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> More Christmas crack. Because <laughs> this stuff is okay. This stuff is. I don't. I'm not going to give away the recipe because you told me how simple it was. But my word. It's simple. The simplest things are always the best. It, yes, they are. So the January sixth committee. Yes. Made their final. Uh, do you know who's on the January sixth committee, Dave? Besides Liz Cheney. Who used that as her last hurrah? No, I don't. So the January 6th committee, the chairperson oh, is... Oh, I do. The chairperson is Benny Thompson. The majority committee members... <laughs> I'm sorry. The first thing I thought was Benny Hinn. I was like... <laughs> use your coat. No! <laughs> majority committee members, Zoe Lofgren, Pete okay. Aguilar, Stephanie Murphy, Elaine Luria, Jamie Raskin, and Adam Schiff. The okay. Republicans on the committee. <laughs> Wait, ready? How many? There are two. <coughs> Liz, Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger. Cryboy? Um, Cryboy. Cry oh, um, okay. By the way, here's something to note. Neither Liz Cheney nor Adam Kinzinger will be returning to Congress in a couple weeks. Maybe because they're actually on the commission. And they're doing awful things. All right. So the January 6th, this according to NPR. This is a bunch of money in the omnibus bill. The Congressional Committee investigating the deadly January 6th riot. Keep in mind the only deadly part of that that was part of the riot was and a woman who walked in there who was shot 
by a security officer. Referred former President Donald Trump for four criminal charges. I, I, can they do this? Uh, related to an, to an insurrection that he inspired because he couldn't publicly accept that he lost an election. In the face of it all, the former president already announced he's running again to win back the job. The January 6th committee is out of time. Republicans are set to take control of the House, and the committee is expected to dissolve. Shocking. So the legal ball will now be in the Justice Department's court, while the political one rests with the voters. Chairman well, I think Benny the political Thompson, one has already been played. Chairman Benny Thompson, a Democrat out of Mississippi, said, Accountability that can only be found in the criminal justice system. We have every confidence that the work of this committee will help provide a roadmap to justice. The agencies and institutions responsible for ensuring justice under the law We'll use information. Number one, here are five takeaways. Well, I, think, I think the Department of Justice can do its own job of doing investigations. They terribly. don't need members of Congress. They do it terribly. To do the work for them, though. Well, Donald who, Trump, oh, wait, wait, who Donald does Trump's it not a pro-lifer protesting outside of an abortion clinic, so probably nothing's going to happen. True. Number one, Trump and <coughs> others will be referred to the Justice Department for criminal charges. This was the big news out of the final hearing. Okay. The members of the committee were convinced there was enough evidence to charge Trump on four things. I didn't know they could charge him with a crime. Number one, obstruction of an official proceeding. Okay. Number two, conspiracy to defraud the United States. He had an opinion about what went on. Number okay. three, conspiracy to make a false statement. Who, who, who are you a false to, statement to but A false statement to whom? The American people saying that he won the election. While he was kind of ridiculous in saying it after a while, sure, that's not a, that's not a crime. No, it's a, it's it's conspiracy. that's like saying you have a crime to have an opinion. Not only does he have a, is he guilty of apparently conspiracy to defraud the United States, but conspiracy to defraud the U.S. by assisting, uh, aiding, and com comforting those comforting those who are involved in insurrection. <laughs> I think Adam Kinzinger wrote this language. Um, number two, mm -hmm. members of Congress were referred to the House Ethics Committee. They are Republic. All of them are Republican congressmen. Shocking. Uh, Kevin McCarthy of California was referred to the Ethics Committee, okay. as was Jim Jordan, okay. as was Scott Perry, as was Andy Biggs. All are close allies of Donald Trump. There's lots of evidence, number three, that Trump knew the truth but just didn't want to be seen as a loser. Again, it's Trump's ego, y'all. Are we yeah. shocked by any of this? No. Number four, whether the findings will matter politically is unclear. Shocking. The ball is in the DOJ's court. So we just had a sensational waste of time where we get reported about things that don't really matter. Um, and but, but according to what we talked about earlier, we're spending like $2.6 million more dollars to be able to pay for prosecutors for January 6th. But wait, there's more. I feel... The eminently, wait, I, the eminently qualified, yes. super good at this... Yes. Definitely better than Jen Psaki, press secretary. Yes. Oh. Made a statement, and again, I, okay, from 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 her mouth to God's ears, right? She is the voice of the president because hers is actually intelligible at times. No, it's not. At times, you can and understand she can, what she's saying. Oh, okay, okay. Her voice is intelligible. The words she that might she's not saying, be, but Got it. her okay. voice is. Okay. You can tell she's speaking. She's speaking. Uh, here's what Corinne Jean-Pierre said just the other day about January 6th. Listen, listen to the eminently qualified, super good at this, best press secretary ever. Ever. Uh, we've been very clear from the beginning that what we saw on January 6th was the worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. And uh, the president has been very clear. Our democracy continues and remains under threat. Does it remain under threat because you're leading it? 
So how does that work? Uh, here's here's my I, thing. But I'm, no, before we even get to that point, this is the biggest threat to democracy since the Civil War. So since the Civil War. Did, so the Civil War happened in 1860, yeah, 1861. 65, okay. Okay. So after that, you had Reconstruction. Right. You had World War I. One. You had the Spanish-American War. You did. Um, you had World War One. You had the attack on Pearl Harbor, which we were told a couple weeks ago by the president was a major event, but now apparently it wasn't. No, because um, that doesn't count. Pearl Harbor and the rest of World War Two. You had you had an actual assassination of a sitting president. That's true. You had the attempted assassination of another president, Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Then you had a president that uh, that received. Uh, very, very uh, serious and intimate attention in the White House, and then lied about it. We had nine eleven. Where nine eleven, where three thousand Americans died. Three thousand Americans were killed in an actual terrorist attack. Right. That tried to take a shot at literal democracy by crippling our country and its economy in the matter of days. You had an anthrax attack shortly after that. Right. I'm just. You it, had. You had. You had riots in the street for the entire summer of 2020. That's true. Where they were the actually, entire, where they were, where they were, were they, burning down, where they were burning down government buildings, shooting security guards outside right. of stores. Even here in the capital city of South Carolina, right down here, cars were on fire. The police cars were were lit on fire. For and what reason? I don't know. I don't, because maybe in the words of in the words of an old rap song, you know, police. Um, but January sixth, really, like it's a threat to democracy. Help me out here because we, when this happened, yes. we were not we didn't have a podcast. So a bunch of people walked into the Capitol. Yes. Stole the lectern. Yes. Again, should they be charged? Yeah, they were trespassing. They were trespassing. So, I, but, I, they, but some did, say did, they were did, also let in by security guards. Did the, yes, they shouldn't did, have been carrying did the Congress, around the Did the Congress come back that same day and certify the electoral votes? Yes. Didn't Joe Joe Biden was then installed as the next president of the United States? Yes. He's his party's been in control of the Senate and the House for the last two years. Yes. And still in control of the Senate after this election. Yes. And they majority won most of the Senate elections in this past midterm. Yes. And Republicans didn't win as many seats in the House as we thought. True. Is the democracy still under threat? Yes. How? Why? Because Corinne Jean-Pierre's paper said that. That is a terrible talking point. Her, that's what, but her paper said that. That's a terrible she talking point. She flipped over. She found the page. She read the line that was given to her. End of quote. Repeat and the line. She she repeated the line. <clears throat> uh, again, I am not belittling. Listen, I remember mm. January 6th. It's very vivid. Awful. The images were terrible. Yeah. Like it, it just looked awful. It looked bad. You shouldn't have been going up there, climbing the walls, going in there, propping your feet up on somebody's desk. Although that was kind of funny. You, I mean, let's just be respectful, for, okay? For, okay. If 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 you really believe that a guy wearing deer antlers, he was Viking tr- horns. The, have the, you seen the, what the Vikings the have shaman? done? Did you see what the Vikings have done? Did they disavow him? I don't know, but they did have a really. Didn't they have a really good win over oh, the yeah, weekend? Oh yeah, they came back against the Colts. They Colts. came they back. Like it was 33-0. Maybe, maybe he Matt was. Ryan maybe it was a it was a predilection sort of thing where they were trying to say, "Hey, listen, the Vikings will rise again." The the shaman. I mean, I mean, if your biggest threat to democracy is a bunch of grandmas carrying around American flags and maybe some Confederate flags, 
Wouldn't you think that a, that an insurrection or a coup would have been better organized and maybe more serious? Maybe they would have had like real weapons with them, trying to do things like gun people down and and take over like that. But again, but again, terrible event. I, I'm going to give you that. Right. But it but is the democracy continued. It also, is, we don't have a democracy. It is not. But it's also. We have democratic processes within it, but it is not a threat to democracy any less than, or any more than, everything else that we mentioned. The attack on Pearl Harbor, 9-11. I don't know how old Corinne Jean-Pierre was on 9-11. 9-11 doesn't matter, Dave. That was, a, that was something where some people did something, according to Ilhan Omar. Some people did something. Well, did some people do something, like, in December of 1941? Some people just... They were flying their airplanes and they ran out of gas. Probably. That's all that it was. Well, Japanese airplanes flying over. They ran out of gas. They had to land. They land poorly. And they offloaded everything that they had on their planes to try move. to stay in the air smart as long move. as they possibly could. We pivot. Oh, my word. We pivot. If this is an actual assault on democracy, by the way. Stanford University. Yes. The institution began the elimination of harmful language initiative earlier Wait, this year. Wait, are you giving year. this to me cold? Yes. Introducing okay. a website in May that was geared toward helping individuals recognize and address potentially harmful language they may be using. It aims to examine and renegotiate any harmful language online or in Stanford code. So words, <clears throat> these are words that we should not be using, according Correct. to Stanford, okay? All right, I'm ready, go. All right. The EHLI introductory site outlines an example of potentially harmful language used in a non-harmful way. Potentially harmful, okay. They, they, the categories are listed as ableist, ageism, culturally appropriative, gender-based, imprecise, institutionalized racism, person-first, violent, and additional considerations. These okay. include uh, several different ones. It's so they, line... they, they rank they rank these, these words based upon how insulting they can be? Correct. Okay. And um, uh, they... they they're in line very much. I couldn't get to the actual site because you need a Stanford login. I wasn't smart enough to get in Stanford. Um, I'm not, certainly not so, smart enough to get in a login. So uh, they, they say it's in line with XSEDE terminology. Here's their terminology list. I'm just going to read through a few of these. Okay. I can read through a lot of them. Term. The term abort. Okay. We should replace that with cancel or end because it may evoke violent religious objections. Okay. Violent images or religious objections, right? So we should call them cancellations instead of abortions? Correct. Or indations. Indations. Indations, okay. Black box. Shows implicit bias. The phrases didn't originate in times of slavery, but the use of black to describe things is subconsciously racialized. And so well, instead of black do, box, should... we should use opaque box. But you can be an opaque box and not be black. And what about on a plane? A plane has a black box. It do we does. Call that opaque box? What do we do with the Gamecocks then? Are they garnet and opaque now? Garnet and opaque. Okay. Um, you can't be blacklisted anymore. You should say disallowed or blocklist because, again, black. But what, Why, if, you're, but what if you like like Legos and Duplos and those sort of things? Then you're a cadult. Um, oh, okay. Blind, instead of a blind review or a blind study, because that's ableist. Okay. We should say anonymous review or redacted review. Okay. Um, instead of a brown bag, you should call it a lunch and learn or tech talk. But but my bag that I brought my don't lunch call in it a brown a, bag lunch, Dave. Just because the bra the, the the bag is brown. Christmas crack is a instead long of way. calling somebody chief. Yes. Um, you should just call them person. 
Hello, person. Because indigenous is, people would that calling, be a police person? Calling an indigenous person chief is offensive. No, it's not. If you're the leader, you're the chief. Instead of dumb, call somebody nonsensical. Okay, I'm calling your thing nonsensical. It is a truly nonsensical um, thing. First class citizens? Don't use that term. You're not a first class citizen. You are a core feature or top level. Well, instead well, of freshman, wait, 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 wait. What if you're not a top level kind of person? What if you're not on that kind of thing? It doesn't matter. Instead of freshman, say first year, because that implies that you're a man. Freshman. Is that like when Nancy Pelosi made Joe Wilson start saying congressperson? Instead of calling somebody graybeard for being ageist, you should just call them by the... Who calls somebody graybeard? There was Blackbeard. Instead of saying guys... Was his beard always black, though? There was Blackbeard and there was Greybeard. There were two separate ones. Uh, Red and Redbeard. Um, instead of saying guys, like you guys, you should say folks, or people, or all you, or you all, or y'all, or everyone. Do they allow y'all on there? They do. They do say y'all, yep. Wow. Instead of saying illegal immigrant, yes. say undocumented immigrant. They came here illegally. Instead of saying Indian, use indigenous people. I or, am the, I, wait, or, wait. or the individual's nation or community, like a Mohawk or a Cree or a Cherokee. My great-grandfather was a Cherokee Indian. <clears throat> instead, of saying, instead of saying master, yes. manager or primary. Should they have the, ma- the manager bedroom? Instead of saying... I, have, wait, wait, wait. In the manager bedroom in the house then? Yes. Or the primary bedroom in the house? Primary bedroom. Instead of saying yes, man okay. hours, like you have this many man hours, call it person hours. What about horsepower? Should I call that just cow power instead? Uh, or animal power? Instead of saying the word minority, replace that with Native American or African American or a general term like people of color. But I, don't no, know, I don't know. I don't know. I find person of color to be more offensive. Yes. Because I'm just, I'm then reducing you to your color. I don't want to do that. No. You're in the minority population, but I, but I don't want to reduce but that's your to color. But that, that's to say that certain people don't have any color. Instead of saying but a mob... But that would make you transparent versus opaque? Correct. Instead okay. of saying a mob, you should say a team, a swarm, or a troop. So instead of saying a mob of people burned wait, down the country in 2020, call them a troop. Wait, so it was like a, a troop. troop. It was a troop, a January 6th troop? Yes. Oh, nice. Okay. Instead of calling it a native feature, call it built-in. Instead of saying red team, call it cyber offense. What? That's something to deal with uh, T-I-T. I see. Um, instead of slave, say worker. Um, instead of tone deaf, unenlightened. Okay. Um, uh, this is weird. Uh, and then finally, my favorite one, Dave. This is for you. Yes. Instead of the term American, U.S. resident. Because when we talk about Americans in the United States, we're usually referring to people from the United States. This erases other cultures and depicts the United States as the dominant American country. Because we are. It's the United States of America. Just because you are a resident inside our country does not make you an American. Actually, it 2. does. 2.76 million people from Nicaragua, Ecuador, Cuba, and along the southern countries and Puerto Rico have made their way into America, but they're while they're here residenting, residenting, yes, in America. Yes. They're not Americans. Those are not the same. How in the world do you turn around and take you know this the part that gets me with this is let us turn around and take all identity away from our country and say, well, oh, but we're a people of the world. You know, like a big central kind of like a global, global community. community. Yeah. Like a global community. It's good. Yeah. 
That's good. Uh, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley yes. uh, said this on Twitter about this. Parents, here's $80,000 a year to teach my kid to be a thoughtful, mature adult who can make common sense decisions. Stanford, saying white paper, black sheep, and peanut gallery is racist. So true. So true. But having former been governor. part of a peanut gallery, it actually... I get I get uh, told I'm part of the peanut gallery often. all the time. So yes. that is, uh, yeah... Yeah, so their harmful terms include Americans, abort, brave. Can't use brave. You can't be brave. Brave is culturally appropriate. <laughs> Land coming, of the free, home of the... Because that's... What, what's the new word? Wait, wait, wait. What's the new the, word? Because only the Native Americans were were brave, apparently. Wait, wait, wait. Um, what's, the, what's the term for brave instead? Don't know. Um, Isn't that... Addict. Like, addict is considered a harmful term. Can't use addict, even though you are addicted. Use in hooked. addiction recovery, I'm, on, I'm now in hooked recovery. Hooked recovery. That's great. Uh, you can't yes. call someone a Karen anymore. You have to call them an angry white woman. That's literal. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Okay. Okay. And prisoner. Don't use prisoner. Use incarcerated person. Who happens to be in prison. Yes. Elon Musk says that this has gone too far to say the least. What is the explanation for this madness, he wants to know. Stanford disapproves of saying you're proud to be an American? Whoa. Wait, do we have to change the Lee Greenwood song now? I'm proud to be a U.S. resident. I'm proud to be a U.S. resident. It doesn't where at least I know I'm. Wait, I can't. Can I say free? Can't say free. I can't say um, free because that would imply that somebody's not free. You can't say Geronimo anymore. Like, that was the best thing to Geronimo. yell when you're jumping off the the cliff into the water. Um, killing two birds with one stone. Don't say that. Say accomplishing two things at once. Don't say killing it or that you killed it. Say you did a good job or a great job. There's more than one way to skin a cat. Don't say that. That promotes violence against animals. Say multiple ways to accomplish the task. Don't say pull the trigger because that's that's gun violence. Say give it a go or give it a try. Um, huh. Don't say rule of thumb. Call it the Stanford rule or general rule because although no written record exists today. Well, I've got to call it the Stanford rule now? Listen. Although there's no written record that exists, this phrase is attributed to an old British law that allowed men to beat their wives with sticks no wider than their thumb. Not written down, but we think that's what it means, so don't do it. Um, war room. Call it a situation room because a war room that's what uh, Blitzer show, has an unnecessary use of That would be promoting language. CNN. Brave. Yes. There is no term that you should use in spite of this. None. Do not use. Land this of the term perpetuates the stereotype of the noble, courageous savage, equating the indigenous male as being less than a man. No, it just means you're brave. Land of the free, home of the... The, the, the baseball team in Atlanta, what are they called? The, the nothings? The Atlanta... Well, we did get rid of the... There are the Washington... I guess the... The, the, the Washington Commanders... Oh, not the so they have to command people now. So if I guess saying lame, yeah. like this list is lame. It is lame. Call it boring or uncool because ableist language can trivialize the experience. But of people what if with it's a hot list? They've now, they've now, they've now hot cool. List. They're they're weatherists now. Well, well, I will say this. Yes, that we had a lot to get to today, we and we're glad you stuck before, around for it all. We wanted to get to it all before Christmas. And on that note, yes, um, I, I did want to get to a couple of uh, woke TikToks about Christmas, but. Eh, couldn't fit that in with all the actual newsy newsy stuff today. The so, things you actually care about. Right. Although they're you funny. You probably do care about them. So from our Palmetto family to your family in the Palmetto state, I believe we can say both of those words still. Can we, we still wanna, say Palmetto? I think so. How about family? I think so. Okay. For now. 
At uh, least it is just where we it is where we work. That's true. It is the name of our podcast. That's also true. We want to wish you and your family a very merry Christmas and a happy new year. We're really grateful for y'all and everything that you do to not only take the time to listen and watch this podcast, but to share this information with other people, to find ways that you can get involved in doing what you do. I had a real encouraging conversation with some folks down in Beaufort the other day. I was down there. And they, and they said this. They said, you know, if it weren't for what we're doing here at Palmetto Family, we wouldn't have a really good understanding from a conservative viewpoint what it means, uh, the news that's happening across our state and across our country. And we're really grateful for that. It was a really nice thing uh, for those folks down there to say. And we want to be that source for you. We want to continue to be that source for you. And one way that we're asking folks to help us to be able to do that is to invest in our work. If you're watching this podcast or you're listening to this podcast, would you take a moment to go to palmettofamily.org and invest in our work so that we can continue to bring this to you? Because that is really the, the crux of what we're here to do, to help you understand the issues, why they matter, what the Bible says about them, and what you can do about them. We enjoy having a fun time, you know, bouncing around things here on the podcast, but we want you most importantly to be informed on the things that are happening so that you can bring a Christian biblical worldview to those issues and share that with the people in your local community because you are a reflector on the guardrail of our society, reflecting the light and love of Jesus where God has you. So thanks so much for being a part of that with us and for allowing us to be a part of your day and your week as you sit here and you enjoy the podcast and you share the information that we're doing here at Palmetto Family. So we wish you a Merry Christmas. We thank you for joining us. Look forward to next week. We've got two different episodes as we look back at the best of the Palmetto Family Matters podcast from this 2022 year because, my gracious, there was a lot of news, a lot of shocking moments, a lot of laughter. A lot, a lot of laughter. We, we were going through it yesterday. You just wait till next week. It is. Um, but for now, yes, my, I would encourage you be mindful of what's going on in the world, but also take the time. Don't 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 look at don't look at the news for a day or two. Just don't just don't do it. Maybe focus on the reason for that season that we yeah, celebrate, which is Jesus. Jesus. Maybe focus yeah. on Jesus and the light that He brings and the light that He brought to the world. Uh, as we celebrate this Advent season and wrap up Advent, think about the joy and the hope and the peace and the love that Christ brings through the coming uh, at his birth. We thank you for joining us for another edition of the Fastest Growing Conservative Podcast in South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters Podcast. We're Kevin Tyler, Mitch Prosser, Dave Wilson, I'm Dustin Hall. We'll see you next week. Have a very Merry Christmas.